0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter, Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure am glad you did. Hey, I am uh, very, very excited. It's the end of the week. We've had a, uh, just a great uh, week, a run of fantastic guests and whatnot. Um, it's been very, very cool. Uh, here in South Florida, the hurricane missed us by, like, the whole state, and, uh, and that's a good thing. So I was the you know, the, the first one every year, I get a little nervous. I, I'm just still new here in South Florida. And um, I got to tell you, I, I kind of, this is a terrible thing to say. And I hope everybody in San Francisco um, uh, is okay and everything. Um, it wasn't startled of too bad today. I heard there was an earthquake there. But one of the things I did like in comparison uh, when I lived in Southern California with, with the earthquake as compared to the hurricanes, they were quick. They, it happened, and nine times out of ten, I slept through it and uh, and just read about it or heard about it later. Um, with the hurricanes, man, it's like days. They, they, they're like, okay, it's moving at four miles an hour, and you're just like waiting and waiting and waiting. But we, like I said, it, it passed us by, and, and I hope every uh, everybody affected by it was all, you know, their hatches battened down and, and everything. Um, very, very good. We're going to uh, have a fantastic show today. We've got two amazing guests on from an amazing film. Me and my wife watched this uh, the other day. It is a, uh, just a really, really cool – actually watched this last week. Uh, but it is so cool. And then I rewatched it the other day. That's, that's what it is. The name of the movie is Marathon. It's a comedy, and um, it's a, a mockumentary style, the way it's filmed and whatnot. And we've got two of the stars on today, uh, Mr. Jim, Jimmy – uh Selena, hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh I could be messing it up. And Natalie Sullivan. <laughs> Jimmy and Natalie, how are you? And Jimmy, I'm sorry Great. If I butchered your name up there.
2: No, Sullivan is easier to pronounce than slow Nina. Uh slow, slow Nina, Nina, which is uh yeah, it's it's uh, Polish for uh it means bacon fat.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm
3: grateful. My name is Sullivan. At this point, I'm so happy that it's easy to say.
1: You know, one of my favorite foods is Polish. Uh, That would be the punchki. Delicious, delicious. I miss it every year. I uh, I grew up in Mexico, Detroit, and there's a large, there's a little town uh, in the city of Detroit called Hamtramck, and it's it's all Mm -hmm. Polish. Um, Everybody lives there. Man, that those were fantastic. For a chunky monkey like me, good <laughs> stuff, man. <Can't laughs>
3: uh, I'm so excited well, to I mean. see him, Tremec, because that was the home of the Detroit Second City, and so I visited. I know the oh, oh, uh, yeah.
1: Well, I was reading on your bio on your IMDb page, Natalie, um, that yeah, you're a Chicago gal. Um, mm-hmm. that, uh, you used to go to Chicago a lot. Um, it was a six-hour drive down the ninety-four. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Lots I, of I, fun in Chicago. I actually I, I lived in Chicago for many years and I um did a show I worked for Second City for many of those years and I did a show uh, one fall. I spent like two months down in Detroit, not quite Detroit, but like the suburbs of Detroit where they had moved, um the second city out there mm. after it had its home in Hamtramck and um it uh or near Hamtramck. And um, so I did that drive every weekend for about two months just to go home to Chicago for the weekend and then go back to Detroit for the shows.
1: Oh, man. Man, yeah. that's a long drive. No, Jimmy, you grew up in uh, – it's. A, I know I have no idea because I was looking at my notes for you. It, it just – it starts out at Cirque du Soleil. Were you a circus child, Jimmy?
2: I was not, actually. I grew up in a town also called Chicago, Oh, uh, so, nice. Anyway, um, uh, yes, no, no, yeah. Born and raised, actually, and uh, I went to college for theater. So I didn't go so much the improv route. I went the the straight theater route. So I was I did a lot of like you uh, know Shakespeare, Chekhov, modern plays, things like that. But I also really got into a lot of physical theater and um, physical comedy, and so that kind of blended well for my uh, eventual foray into Cirque du Soleil uh, so that's kind of a nutshell for me that's
1: awesome that's cool You both yeah ch- hanging out in Chicago for a minute well, this mm-hmm. is cool. now Natalie you're in Vegas now
3: I am I've been here for about almost seven years coming up this year uh, oh. I came here from Chicago uh, mostly because my parents Live here, and I had two small children when I moved here, and so they, I still have the children, but they're a little <laughs> bigger now. Um, and moving so, moving here kind of for the support of family, yeah.
1: Mm. I hear you. I many years ago, I um, I was living in uh, after college. I moved to San Diego. Um, I, I went to college in Boston. And I said I need the exact polar opposite of Boston, um, so I moved to San Diego, mm-hmm. and it it was. Um, you know, in, in typical young life, you know, I met a girl, and that didn't work out, and I was all heartbroken and long-faced. And so then I made the decision in July of moving to Las Vegas, um, running a place off Craigslist. I, seen, I thought i moved back to Detroit. Actually, it was worse than Detroit. I moved um, downtown, 10th and Ogden. I'll, I'll never forget it. I lasted three months and then moved back <laughs> to <Indiana>. Gay. <laughs> Met a That's different girl. Thought I thought that
3: was
1: much easier. Ooh, Vegas, <laughs> Vegas in the summer is
3: mean, man. <laughs> it's, like, you, like, you, yeah. it's the same, It's the same as a Chicago winter. I always tell people. It's, it's just people outside.
2: That's exactly what I said. You know, I'll take 120 degree heat uh, over 20
1: below any day.
3: <laughs> hmm.
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you guys were both fine then with uh, this movie, Marathon, uh, that just came out a couple days ago. Um, I guess a lot of the shooting, that had to be Southern California or out out in the scrub desert somewhere, right?
2: It was was just
1: outside. Yeah, it was all Vegas. Oh, really?
3: Wow. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
3: And it was like early summer, just before the 100-plus would hit. So, like, Some of, you know, and I'm wearing a ridiculous costume, and some of it was real sweat, and some of it was fake. Like, we were shooting early mornings where they sprayed my face to, like, make me look wetter, but then there were other times where that was not necessary.
1: Yeah, it was, I'd say, this film was just, I was laughing, uh, my wife was laughing, we I said, we watched it, we both loved it, Um, the the characters, you know, um, it was just hilarious hilarious i know and the you. weird thing is i no, no i'm not in this world um if anybody's seen a picture of me yeah we get it jamie we, you're not running any marathons you understand um maybe it's pizza hut but um the thing is is i have a lot of friends that have kind of got on this running thing you know um and and they're doing it man they my i wake up every morning and especially on the weekends, my whole social media feeds are filled with pictures and everybody has a number pinned on them. And, uh, you know, they're just, we just ran the such and such half marathons. I don't even know how long that is, but, uh, and that they seem happy with it, That they're into it. They're into it. And in the film, I think it captured that, it, you, you know, I mean, um, I was watching this and I'm like, that's just like uncle Larry. Uh, hopefully, Uncle Larry has <laughs> Um, but yeah, <laughs> they're into it, man. Uh, do you guys have you guys gotten into that, like in non acting, in in a non work environment? You guys run a marathon? Uh, I
2: I'm good. I'm good with not running a marathon. I'm uh, <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm just fine with uh, being very sedentary. Um, I am a heart attack waiting to happen. No. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, <clears throat> My sister-in-law runs marathons, and the the glow that she gets, like not even just doing it or afterwards, but just talking about it, it's true. People are really, really um, excited and jazzed by this intense suffering that you do for (laughs) four-plus hours. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand it. I mean, I understand like accomplishing, you know, the the seemingly unaccomplishable, and you know, of course, it's really good for your, you know, health and well being. But man, I, I'm just a product of my own uh, living in the <laughs> present, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, I and uh, I, I I I appreciate it and I salute it, but I'm gonna sit back and watch. Uh, from from my from my dining room eating a big fat steak,
3: which is great, <laughs> Jimmy, for your character because that's exactly where you were coming from in the as well. I, I I love I love exercise. I am actually a good fitness instructor and a personal trainer as well. And um, so I'm a big fan of movement. And I will like find fun in a lot of things. I love spin class. I love dancing. I love um, weightlifting a lot. Uh, but running is terrible, and it's painful, and it's torture, like Jimmy mm-hmm. just said. And it's—I uh, don't understand anyone who wants to do that. Like Jimmy said, I do get like the whole sort of doing the impossible, but I feel like it's so counterintuitive to your body, to what your body needs to do. And I—and and there's no in between, like you said. Like people are so jazzed. There's no one who's casually into running a marathon. Like, no one's like, no. you know what, I'm going to go out there today, and I'm going to get in several miles. I'm going to do it. Like, it's either you're all in and you lo- and you live on it, or you're not doing it.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. My wife, I am not from Florida. My, my wife born and raised here. And so she, um, that being said, she worships at the Temple of Disney, and uh, mm-hmm. before the pandemic happened, we would go every couple months, you know, it was a nice, nice couple of days, go stay at a resort, you know, go to the parks and whatnot and, um, you know, do our thing. And uh, a little break, you know, it was only a couple hours away. And we went one time, and this was oh, probably about a year before the pandemic. And they had had, they had these marathons in the parks, just, you know, leave it to Disney to make some money, right? Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Of these women, it was a—I guess a women's narrative I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't up that early. I didn't see it. I just saw everybody walking around afterward with the number pinned on them and the the weird tape. I guess you have to take your muscles and different. If mm-hmm. you have a swim, I don't know what it is, but you colored tape on them and and my wife. You know, I've been through this several times. Um, when she gets a certain, she'll see something and she'll she'll get that look in her eye. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Here we go. I mean, I remember the, the roller derby fiasco that happened, um, you know, where we bought skates and everything. She went one time, fell, the end of that. Um, <laughs> and I was worried about the running, you know, because I saw that look, and I'm like, oh, God. Because that means I have to be involved in it as well. And right. being a good husband and everything, fortunately, I, I don't know what happened, but I dodged the bullet on that. It never came to fruition and um, always was good in the world. <laughs> so, <laughs> now we're into collecting succulents, so, you know, I'm all down. Oh, well, that's much more. Yeah. Much less <laughs> <much more> stressful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I've just got to find where I can get cheap rice huts. That's the latest. Anyhow. I mean, it's still um, an endurance film, exercise, um, it, it never ends, man. It never ends. Um, this is a great film, and the characters were so believable. And, and so, I mean, you really cared about it, you know? And this had to be... Um, and I I know, I'm, I'm sure this will get some... Uh, and I, forgive my ignorance, I don't know a lot about the art of filmmaking um, in that world. Uh, so I'm probably going to stumble over this. But it, I'm sure it's going to get some comparisons to the way it was shot, like, uh, you know, it's popular to of The Office. And um, there's a lot of these shows where it's it's like you're watching a documentary, a mockumentary, you know. Um right,
3: right.
1: And I loved it. I, I just thought it was fantastic. Um, pulled me in, man. I went right along with the ride on this. <laughs> and the acting was superb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a lot of fun. Lot I of agree. Fun. US.
0: My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, my Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.l-o-v-e-s-h-a-c-k-a-p-o-t-h-e-c-a-r-y.com as well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website.
1: Support for this podcast
2: comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit MakingCancerHistory.com.
0: Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing, An inspiring show bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha!
3: Hey there! My name is
2: Paige Beattie and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles.
0: Hats On is a for profit corporation that sells cancer specific hats
2: to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a nonprofit corporation
0: raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another a friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com, to learn how
2: you can help raise awareness and form smiles.
0: Rocks Gear, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings from La Holla to Miami to London. www.merch.jamierocks.us.
1: Now, when you guys, did you guys um? Just get know like the filmmakers and whatnot, um, or did you go to a casting agent? How did it, How did you get involved in the project?
3: Go ahead, Natalie. Um, well, I was uh, I was working for um, and and helping to run at the time uh, an improv theater here in town. And um, so they kind of reached out. They're, you know, being uh, local to Vegas, the director and uh, directors slash producer slash writer of the film, um, Keith and Anthony reached out to our theater knowing that, you know, we would have comedy actors um, running around free. And so they uh, pulled me into an audition. So I came in, um, you know, having seen the breakdown of the roles, they asked me to audition for Jenna. Uh, and for Emily Lou as well, um, uh, but they had me more in mind for Jenna, and so I just kind of came into a cold audition that way. Wow! And
2: you got the gig. And it's funny, yeah. I, That's how awesome. I uh, how I got the gig. Uh, I knew one of the producers, May May, uh, and she tipped me off to the um, to the film. And I actually originally auditioned for Ryan, um, but I think because uh, I'm too short, too old, too ugly for that role, uh, they decided, uh, I'm guessing, they decided uh, that Ed Clapp was a better fit. But, you know, it is a very uh, improv, There, there, was, there were definitely scripted moments in the show, but there are a lot of improv moments in the show. And, it's funny Natalie was one of my teachers at that same improv school that she's talking about so I can also thank her for my improv chops during uh during filming. Uh Natalie is an incredible Im- improv teacher and um I owe a lot of my successes to her for that. Uh,
3: I take all the credit for you Jimmy. I take all the credit for you. Your you
2: you better. I you should. That. You
3: really should. I'm going to even <laughs> retroactively take credit for your Cirque performances.
2: So should I just pay you 10% of everything I make? Yes. Can I just start that I now? Did, okay, great. I
3: didn't want to ask. I didn't want to ask. No. Here we are. Um, no, <laughs> I, I, I would say to, like, echoing Jimmy a little bit is that there was they, – they encouraged us. Um, Keith and, and Anthony were very open with us as, as directors and, like, encouraged us to – um, to improvise where was appropriate. And it's funny, Jimmy, that you say that you were going in for Ryan and then you were, like, too, too short, too ugly. Too <laughs> at all, trust me. But, um, but all the things. And I, same way, kind of went into the audition apologizing for, like, going in for Jenna because I'm not, like I said, like I'm a trainer, but I'm, I, have no, I don't have a marathon runner's build by any means. Like, I'm not a runner. I'm more of a weightlifter. And so – I, I I went into the audition going, you guys may not want to cast me as a runner, just so you know. Like, I might also be too old for Jenna. Like, Jenna's supposed to be a little younger. I'm a little old. I'm old and I'm not thin enough, so go ahead and audition me, knowing that is what I basically <laughs> go, went in saying. So I think, Jimmy, you and I, as improvisers, uh, not only are highly aware of ourselves, but also kind of hate ourselves a little bit.
1: <laughs> Good point. Oh Very Which is normal. that's hilarious. Let me ask you guys: as doing improv. I mean, here you are. I, the pressure is kind of on because you know you, you, I would imagine um, because here you are. You, you're, you're, you know, what? Well, the film is rolling. People are, are working. You know what I mean? This has to get done. Um, and have, have you had? I, I'm sure you have as, as comic actors and whatnot and, and people that do improv um, all the time. I sometimes I'll try stuff out on my wife. Like I'll, I'll say, a, I'll think, Oh, this is hilarious. And I'll say something. And she looks at me and goes, that needs to go in the waste paper. But you know, that's not funny at all. <laughs> what are you thinking? You know? And I appreciate that because you know, it, 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 she's right. Nine times out of 10. Uh, I know this cause I've tried it on other people and I'm like, well, I guess she wasn't. But um I mean, just a, is there a, a pressure to perform on when they're like, okay, we we want you to you know improv where you can, and then you're like, okay, I got to be funny now. I gotta I gotta come up with something quick here. Uh, does that happen or not really? It's just this is what you do and part of the game.
2: Natalie, you've had more more improv
1: experience
3: oh. than
2: I have, especially i do not on the sure. film too. So,
3: <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, well, first of all, as like, when you mention comedy to anyone, to any acquaintance or, or new, your stranger or whatever, you people are like, tell me a joke. And, of course, improvisers don't do that. We don't tell jokes. We react to other people and we, you know, kind of observe things and all of that. So we don't tell jokes ever. Or we shouldn't. It's not safe. Um, but we, uh, we, we are expected, I think, there's a little bit of pressure of like, oh, you're an improviser, like, improvise but the good news about improv is you ha- it has to be reactive it has to be listening and responding to other people so it's always you know if my joke wasn't funny that was on you um and then it's also <laughs> film I love it's it. so different than stage so like when you're on an improv stage mm. there's there's no pressure really to be funny as much as there's just pressure to relate or to listen or to you know talk mm. but when you're on film you there's a budget, there's time, there's lighting, there's a set, there are people waiting on you. So that was hard in, uh, and Jimmy, I can't speak to your experience when you're on camera with them, but when I was like, we had a long day of filming in Jenna's apartment. Um, and I remember like them asking me to just sort of improvise a run of names or improvise a story to, you know, what's, what's your best running story or whatever. And in those moments I got terrified because, as an improviser on stage, I could do that all day. But like on the camera, I was like, well, shoot, like I'm actually wasting everyone's time and money if this doesn't go <laughs> well right now. So that was hard. And guess what? Coincidentally, those did not make the cut of the film. So <laughs> 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 wow. it was all true.
2: <laughs> wow. Oh, that's sad to hear that. It, it here, they didn't make it.
1: Okay. <laughs> Something that uh, fascinated yeah. me when I started doing the, uh, the my show here, um, this is, I don't know, a thousand episodes, whatever, in here, and change, um, something I learned that I didn't know about uh, film and filmmaking um, or really just any of that type of uh, entertainment is, like all civilians, I thought that everything was shot last week or maybe in the case of a movie, last month. And... Um, And then I learned, you know, I had different uh, actors and and whatnot on, and they're like, "Uh, yeah, we shot that three years ago, and I've done 36 (laughs) things since then, and now I have to think back and come up with funny things uh, or, you know, behind-the-scenes things. (laughs) But there's been 36 things in front of it um, because, you know, things happen and whatnot. Uh, I understand, you know, and we're promoing, and I want everybody to watch Marathon. It's out. It came out July 6th. It's on the uh, video on demand all over the place. Um, and everybody can watch it. Uh, have you guys done a lot of work since? I imagine you have.
3: I wish, I wish yes. that was okay.
2: <laughs> Well, me. I mean, are you talking about film work? You <laughs> talking about film work or other work. So normally, I'm not really a, a film actor because I live in Las Vegas, and there are obviously projects that, are, that do come, come and go through through this town. But it's mostly a, a live entertainment uh, city. And um, right. I'm yes, I do uh, work at Cirque du Soleil right now. I'm in a show right now that's called Myster at Treasure Island. We just reopened past pandemic a couple of weeks ago. So it's been, you know, 15 months without doing any stage shows. So it's been very, very, uh, mm. you know, nerve wracking. And now we're back. And so it's very exciting. But yeah, when we shot that, that was, yeah, like three years ago, wasn't it? I don't know, or something like that. It was like, yeah. it was pre-pandemic. It was definitely yeah. pre-pandemic. And, you know, I, since since filming that, I spent a year in Berlin doing a show uh doing uh other things but um film wise yeah i think i did do i i've done other like small short uh uh, short films some music videos uh here and there but uh but but the main news and and working stuff has been on stage stuff and that's been exciting to, to have that
1: come back yeah This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID 19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition, or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov.
0: Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store. It's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metalbabe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists,
1: Lbion. dot com, Michelle dot com, very very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Yeah, cool. I was, how about you, Natalie? What's say, been keeping you busy for
3: Jimmy? Uh, well, it's funny when you said you know what has happened since then. I remember Jimmy, you, and I sitting on the on the set. Uh, that last day when we were filming the actual run and we were, like, sitting under a tent because it was horribly hot and we were in the desert like idiots. And you were like, we're moving to Germany. And I was like, what? (laughs) Um, So I remember that has all happened since then. So in ways, it feels like this just happened. Like, I I have very clear memories of some some pieces of the movie, but then a lot of it feels like it was so long ago I don't like it was a dream. Um, So it's weird, but I... Since, like Jimmy, I'm not a film actor myself much either. I think I have three credits on IMDb for my movies, um, mm-hmm. but I uh, and I actually don't perform a ton. My my main performance is is imp- improv, and so um, I was performing on stage at uh, at my my since since closed somewhat due to pandemic um, improv theater. Uh, my um, my partner, at current uh, business partner and life partner, uh, who's also in the movie, uh, and, and sadly uh, some of his parts were cut as well because that's what happens to us actors—we're at the mercy of editing. Oh. Uh, but he was the understudy banana in the film. Uh, his name is Ryan, oh. and um, he and I—which uh, is funny because we were both in the film as bananas. It's all—it was all meant to be. Um, but he and I. Um, <laughs> Uh, performed uh, a duo improv uh, show at our theater. Um, when the theater closed down, we both went we went online. Um, we have our own improv uh, teaching our own improv uh, training centers was called mm. called uh, Vegas Improv power. We went online and did our classes um, thanks to his like abilities to go online because my ability to go online is like Facebook. so I am so grateful that he uh, as, as smart and, and patient as, uh, as he is to, like, help us get there. But we were able to, like, do a bunch of classes during the pandemic um, through Zoom. Nice. And improv through Zoom sounds terrible, but it's actually pretty great. It was actually really, really good. And we and and so now we are um, shifting that to in-person. To, and we sold out our first uh, in-person improv class in less than a week. Um, so we I are really excited to – yeah, people are that jazzed. Like it used to be, and Ginny can speak to this a bit. The improv community in Vegas is small. It's weird. It's not, you know, like a theater community is in a place like Chicago, which is so theater heavy, or a place like New York. But it's it's a little it's a little motley, and it's fun and good. Like I'm not saying anything. Please don't don't tell anyone I said anything bad about Vegas improv. I don't. I I love it here. But but it is it is sometimes pulling piece to really get people involved in shows and things because Vegas is so Transit, transitive, transitive, that's a long mm. term, I'm saying transient. that wrong. you guys get it, transient, thank you, thank you, um, mm-hmm. and so for that reason, like, the fact that we could pull a bunch of students into an improv class in the last, like, five days into a full class is amazing, so I'm rambling, all of this to say, I'm not doing a lot of performance, but my, my big focus is on improv teaching and education and, and connecting people to life through improvisation. So that's where I am. And I'm a bit jealous that Jimmy has an acting career because that's all I wanted in my life. And I feel like I'm just a teacher now. So that's where I am.
1: Nothing wrong with that. That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. And you were able to, you know, especially during the pandemic, um, I I have so many friends. You know, I have a friend of mine that's a, uh, she's what they call a hired gun in the music world. Um, she's a guitar player, fantastic guitar player, and she gets she goes on these, uh, you know, big tours and stuff. That's what she does for a living. And she went home to visit. She's uh, her parents live in Mexico City. She went home to visit them right before the lockdown happened, and she got stuck. She got stuck there, mm-hmm. and she's like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't, you know, most of the most of the tours that I had been booked in were canceled anyway. So she started giving guitar lessons over the internet and um, just loved it. Now she's like, you know, it's kind of nice not having to go on tour all the time <laughs> and right? making a living at home, you know, and, um, you know, wearing costumes and all this and that. And I'm like, Hey, whatever makes you happy, you know, <laughs> do you? Right. Do right. You know,
3: that's
1: great. Um, well, that's amazing. That's amazing. And uh, you guys are right. I mean, Vegas, I I haven't been involved, but it seems everybody I met was working in uh, entertainment and shows out there uh, when I briefly lived out there. And and, um, it is. It's an entertainment town, man. Things are happening uh, every (laughs) night. You know, Mm -hmm. every night. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Well, that's cool. That is very cool. well, oh, man, I just uh, you know, and it, it really is a lesson there also um, for people. I think a lot of people started you know with the pandemic, they were had an opportunity maybe to uh, uh, put their toe in the water of their passions, you know, and uh, maybe that's what's uh, coming about with the uh, filling up the improv classes there so much, Natalie. You know, it's uh, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool to see. Yeah, it, I, I think see that. you know.
3: Uh, it was so weird to have people discover improv this way, like, through um, <laughs> through the Internet and through Zoom. Like, I mean, because Jimmy, you know, remembers taking <laughs> – Jimmy remembers so fondly taking my classes. and uh, mm-hmm. And I know that, like, you remember, obviously, what it feels like to be improvising on stage, and you need eye contact, and you have physical contact, and mm-hmm. you as a physical performer and doing physical comedy, like, know how important it is to have your whole body available to you. Um, so the fact yeah. that we had to introduce improv to people in a box and like sitting at a desk and staring at a screen and not making eye contact and not really reading each other's languages uh, besides verbal um, was interesting, but like people really did connect that way. Um, I in a different in a totally different way, and so that was like kind of a saving grace during that time because I was like melting on the floor, like I have panic every day uh, when there's not a pandemic. Um, So to have like an actual state of emergency in the world, I'm like, see everybody, there was something coming. Um, And so to have that like stress and to be like, like I said, just sort of melting into the floor um, to have Ryan here, who I was lucky enough to be living with at the time because otherwise we wouldn't have seen each other. It would have been, you know, quarantine. Um, He, uh, he kind of pulled me up off the floor and, and said, "We're do- we're getting online," and I was like, "You do that with your buttons," uh, and he was able to like make that happen for us. So that was really helpful. So you know, it puts us where we are today, where we can pull people into a live class. But um, Jimmy, like, I can't imagine where you and I mean your, your family, you're an artist family, like, m- must have been one year ago today, not knowing when when things were going to come back.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it, 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 and it got dark, you know, you know, in like September, October, Mm -hmm. you know, during the pandemic and just being like, you know, I don't, I don't think theater is ever coming back. I don't think we're ever going to be in the same room in a large group in any sort of capacity. Mm -hmm. It's like, I really, really have to figure out how to pivot my entire, my entire career. And my wife is a, you know, she's an events, uh, she, you know, she has an event planning company. And so that was, you know, Mm -hmm. had to be put deeply on hold and so, yeah, it, it really kind of makes you take stock of what what you, you know, who you are, what you want to do, and, like, you know, how, how you – but, like, who, nobody would have thought that, you know, you would have to make these kind of difficult decisions, you know, two, three years ago. Um, so uh, – and, and Vegas definitely is uh, a, a spot where you can see that – now that things are opening up that people are rabid to get back and sit their butts in a theater and watch Mm -hmm. and watch shows again. You know, Uh, I was very, very worried when things were going to start opening up again, that we were just going to open up to empty theaters, but it is not the case. Like as a performer, now I know that non-performers and that people who do like to go to theater are just clawing their way back. We've had sold-out houses that start so far, and it doesn't seem like it's it's going to let up anytime soon. So that's great
1: news. That's yeah. amazing. During the pandemic, I got on this. You know, once you've watched everything on all the streaming platforms, um, you you turn to old YouTube. You know, and I, I got to this <laughs> kick where I was just watching these weird YouTube shows. I mean, weird stuff, but I love them. I'm not throwing shade at anybody. Um, you know, but I was watching stuff like on Medieval Cooking and a um, cowboy <laughs> cooking show I was watching where the guy cooks over a campfire. It's fascinating. It was, it was great. But one of the ones I watched was this blogger who's based in Las Vegas, and he was going around, and he was filming uh, the different properties, the different resorts and whatnot. And my wife's never been to Vegas. I, I'm always talking about it, of course, and this and that. And so we start watching these and it was the most depressing cuz he was filming these during the pandemic and mm. you know there was like like he would go i don't know he went to like the Venetian and there was like 12 people in the whole casino <laughs> <studio laughs> floor you know and i'm like this is the weirdest thing to me i've never seen anything like that but it was so sad too i was like here it's much That's more strange it's like
2: the higher end the higher end uh Uh, casinos like the Venetian and Bellagio and and whichever ones like those that were open during the pandemic were were really, really ill attended and very sad. But the the lower, uh, the the cheaper uh, casinos, Mm. uh, maybe your Flamingos, your Tropicana, your Excaliburs, those were very much well attended. I mean, it it was... yeah people were i mean well because a lot of these casinos were you know offering you know 10 dollar rooms <laughs> and you know right. the lights were incredibly cheap <laughs> so it was attracting a lot of the the, the deal searchers if you will to, right. <laughs> to to uh to Vegas and so
1: that's
2: that's what we got uh d- during the the hard days during the
1: pandemic oh man. yeah it i was, like the it accelerator. i love it
3: Right. I, it's so fun. I need
1: one of those world's biggest hot dogs. I admit it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I, th- I would say the same thing happened with the um, it's like the stations casinos. So like our local casinos were mm. the same same yeah. deal where people were still packing them and like, is there you know what do people know there's a pandemic because they're all like, can do a post to you know to a blackout <laughs> table like what's going on? Exactly. Um, but then there was like also the weirdness of you know the the weird ghost town. You know, right at the beginning of things, when everything was shut down, and Las Vegas Mm. Boulevard was empty, and people like riding their bikes down Las Vegas Boulevard. Um, Weird. And and then and then uh, the TV show Love Island was filmed at Drake's nightclub uh, at the top of the Cromwell because it was closed. So they were like, "Well, there's there's an empty nightclub on a rooftop. We're going to film a reality (laughs) show for the time that everything shut down." Absolutely. And I was like. First of all, Love Island is an amazing reality show. Please watch it. Secondly, um, I, I, I have no, no official affiliation with Love Island or CBS, but I love the show. And um, they, 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 they used – it was just this weird I'm, – I'm home alone. I'm teaching improv online. I'm, my kids are here sometimes. Uh, we're just, like, staring into the void of existentialism, and there's a reality show being filmed at Grace, an Empty Grace Nightclub, in Las Vegas and it's just the height of capitalizing on a pandemic of like, well, we got an empty nightclub and a reality baby. show. Yeah, and like this yeah. reality show by definition is a quarantine. So we can just grab <laughs> these people and test them and then shove them in a quarantine for eight weeks and film it. And it's like this is what America's been training for its whole life.
1: Right. Oh my God, that's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely well, here at our house, I work from home. Um, I am uh, paint pictures of people for a living, and, and that's what I've done for 20 years, and I, I work from home. You know, as long as I've got an internet connection, I'm good to go. Um, I can sell this stuff. But um, mm-hmm. the thing in our particular house, which was different, is my wife doesn't work from home. Um, she manages a big mm-hmm. cosmetic store, and uh, they, you know, closed down uh, during the lockdown, and... and Suddenly she was home. And my wife, on average, per week is off a couple days. And I know uh, those days, okay, well, we're going to get this done. I'm not going to get a lot of my personal work done because, you know, she's home. Um, not that she – it's just things happen and, hey, I thought well, maybe we could do this or, you know, why don't we put up some shelves today, you know, that kind of stuff happens. And suddenly I was in a situation where that was every day. <laughs> I'm like here mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta get some work done here man I'm getting busted. Right. people are yelling at me on the phone <laughs> I gotta get this stuff <laughs> um, so it all worked out but man yeah it was it was weird there because nobody knew I was worried that the Mad Max was gonna happen you know that yeah. losing gang yeah. mutants were gonna attack I wasn't worried about the health risks I was worried about you know, getting my hands cut off with the or something. Um the motorcycle game. <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, That's I'm worried what about I'm that for that sure. a days, so I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I> get it. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm telling you that downtown Vegas. It's rough. Yeah. No. Vegas you guys. know?
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Vegas is cool. I love Vegas. It's uh I re- I remember I'll never forget kind of a funny story. I uh had moved there and I made friends with this guy who uh, booked rockabilly acts at little uh, nightclubs and stuff around town. And uh, his name was Peter. He's a German guy. And he called me up one night, and he said, hey, let's go. Uh, there's a mask I think you need to see. The guy paints on stage. He does, like, paintings like yours. And I'm like, well, yeah, you've got to see the competition, you know. Let's, maybe this guy has some tips I can, I can borrow. We go down, and the guy comes out, and he's dressed like an Elvis, and a good Elvis too. And he comes out, and he sings an Elvis song, and I'm like, "Well, the painting guy must be coming out after this." And then they wheeled out an easel with a canvas, and as he's singing the next Elvis song, he starts painting the painting. on Oh the my page. God!
3: What? And oh. I said,
1: "I can't compete with that." I I hung my head in defeat, and um, then that following weekend, I moved back to San Diego. <laughs> I said I just gotta get back home. I, oh this is this is, I can't win here. Um, yeah, that's that's what happened. A lot of people ask me, they're like, "When you that's moved from Greatwood, what happened? Was it a girl? Was it a woman? You know, drinking?" What? No, it was an Elvis painter that's It I'm was looking. Elvis. <laughs> oh
2: damn, Elvis Foiled right. foils everyone. Well, what a again. gig,
1: though. Yeah. Right. I I, I figured out how to do it.
3: I mean, did anyone like see that coming from his childhood? You know, did like anybody see those talents emerge from him as a kid and go, you're going to make it? Like, there's a spot for you in the world.
1: (laughs) Must have been. Oh, man. That's funny. That's funny. Oh, man. Well, (laughs) you know, we went a long way around it. But again, everybody, um, listeners out there, Marathons, the film to see. It's hilarious. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, if you did, do... you still there?
2: Anybody still there? I'm here. I'm here. I. Oh, okay. That's like we lost him then.
3: Oh no. I don't know. I guess we'll wait.
1: Yeah. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen yeah. Man, all right. all <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? Talk about professionals Our guests today, Jimmy and Natalie, they just, they're like, well, something happened We're just going to hang out here and, until they yeah. figure out why the sandbags fell um, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are <they're> Awesome <laughs> that's amazing we'll fix all this we'll edit all this later um but no what i was saying is i want everybody to see this film it's hilarious if you're into the mockumentary style of filming you're gonna love this um it's very very funny the asking bar none hey i have a man we have a, a final question for you um do you still have the banana soup and um or are they long gone
3: Long gone. So my my suit was, as you see in the movie, I'm 5'2". I'm very short. And so um, that banana suit was made for someone of average or higher height. And uh, so so big, it was always getting dirty. It was always, like, kind of dropping on the floor. And um, one of the final scenes we shot was there's sort of a training montage between me and um, the other banana, Roberto, and he and I uh, did this, like, park scene where we kind of had to do a, a you know a myriad of things, and one of the final scenes was him like, spraying champagne all over us, and that was the final. That was the best death, death smell for the for the suit. So uh, we shot that last on purpose. The suit definitely, I'm going to say for sure, went in the garbage. I don't think I witnessed it, but yeah, it was gone. <laughs> she
1: was done with it. It was just... yep. And Jimmy, a final question for you.
2: You're breaking up. I missed it. I heard Facebook
1: page. Oh, I noticed your new picture on your Facebook. Um, the it's phenomenal. Do you oh, think that'll stash. be something that uh hangs around?
2: Oh, it is no longer hanging around. Uh my no. my uh my upper lip is unadulterated at the moment. I am <laughs> uh, I am I am bald. Uh, from the nose down, uh, <laughs> I had to because back to Cirque du Soleil. Um, I have oh. a lot of makeup to put on, and so that that won't. But but I did enjoy having it It's been a long time since I had I was able to do some facial
1: hair, so that was a lot of fun.
2: Um, but uh, sadly, no longer.
1: I hear, I hear. Well, it's a phenomenal film. I can't wait to see more of you guys' work. Um, let's stay right in touch. Next time something happens. I want to know about it. We'll have you guys, you guys can come back anytime you'd like to. I'd love to have you back anytime. You're both hilarious and just cool, turned up to 10. Very, very uh, awesome. Thank you. This is so much fun. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, folks, we have a link to the IMDb page, but you can watch Marathon anytime you want. Just put it in Google, Marathon 2021, and all the links pop right up and whatnot. There you go. There you go. Thank you both so much for taking time out of your schedules to be on the show. I really appreciate it. You guys, like I said, are awesome. Thank and, you uh, so much. You know, I
3: yeah. Thank hope you. you have
1: continued success.
3: You too. We appreciate
1: it. Thanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, this episode, of course, will be converted to a podcast. We're going to be uh, pushing that out all the time. Uh, social media platforms, and on all the podcasting platforms. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on it. I almost guarantee it. Um, I think at last count, we're at 410 different podcasts. I didn't even know there were 410 podcasting platforms, but apparently there are, and we're on them all. So that's amazing. Uh, very, very cool. We will see you next time. Let's see, today's Friday. I am. Uh, we'll see you on Monday. We've got a, a fantastic guitar player yeah, a really, really good uh, guitar player. He's got a new single out. He's um, from uh, the Montreal area. I'm sorry, the Ottawa area of uh, Ontario, Canada. He's going to be joining us, and we're going to be talking about his music. Uh, you know, it's really, really cool. If rocks your thing, you're going to want to tune in. We will see you next time, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.
0: Hey the Jamie Rocks the Pop Rocks Radio. tanto.
1: Hey, from Swarje, or Neil is not ill Pop Rocks Radio, made Jamie Rocks.
0: Block Talk Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps>